going on everyone it's dj here with the torres podcast um here with of course aj styles looking like hector guzman <laughs> guzman ramirez whatever whatever you want to call himself a- um styles with the aj stands for alejandro javier <laughs> whatever he said uh, so we're torres. actually doing another wrestling podcast i don't think I don't remember the last time we did a wrestling podcast together. Literally, um, the, last, the last wrestling podcast that we did together was talking about the speaking out movement, and that was about it. Dang. Was it that long? No, it wasn't. Oh, no, because oh, no, the speaking out was the South Sips podcast. And then uh, we have our, what I like to call the HBO hobos. Nah, yeah, we did, uh, we did Payback in oh, September. Yeah, we- Okay, we did do payback, yeah. Yeah, so that was the last time we, we spoke about wrestling. So, here we are again, speaking about wrestling. Uh, the Royal yes, Rumble, sir. 2021. why I'm in black and white is because apparently this Royal Rumble was dedicated to old motherfuckers. But we'll get into that soon. <laughs> so, there was no one under the age of 30 in this Rumble match. Um, just to throw that out there. Um... So, okay, we can start with the pre-show. I didn't see pre-show, so I I didn't know that the women's tag team titles pre-show. I didn't find out until the Women's Royal Rumble match, actually. I was watching it and was like, dang, they're doing the Women's Rumble match before Oscar and Charlotte defend their belts. And then that didn't happen. (laughs) So I didn't know. Um, But apparently Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler won. So you saw it. So what did you think? I saw it. Uh, well, for one, I thought Nia Jax had been gone for a while. So that's why I, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of at a disconnect from what WWE and AEW and all that have been doing just because some other shit had happened and personal stuff. But anyways, I saw it, and I saw it with my family. So, hey, man, it was kind of like a – it was okay. It really wasn't that that interesting. It was your standard match that you would see on, like, Raw or SmackDown. And then, you know, you had the whole, you had an interference bit where Ric Flair comes out, distracts Charlotte, uh, passes, uh, what's her face, Lacey Evans, some brass knucks, gives Charlotte the women's right while the ref is distracted, pin, one, two, three. And this began, now this isn't related to that match, it is in a way, but am I alone when hating when the loser from a previous match Goes in the Royal Rumble. Because mm. I fucking I don't hate know. It. It, depend, it. it it depends on what match they were in earlier in the night. She was in a tag team match, and the women's rumble was the first one, <coughs> right? You got hit in the head with the women's right with fucking brass knucks. So okay, oh, okay. guys, yeah. you're supposed yeah. to be down, all right? But that's not the worst defender. The worst defender was I think three years ago or whenever that match happened when Kevin Owens was in the last man standing match and he Bro, fucking I was lost it. I to say that. 
and he came say back that. to the Royal Rumble to the Royal Rumble match. I hated that shit. I hate when I was, people lose a match. I hate when people lose a match and then go into the Royal Rumble. Like it's like if we went in UFC tournament days and if somebody got knocked the fuck out in one of those tournament fights and then all of a sudden goes to the main event. That's not how it works. That's not how it fucking works and it pisses me off. I don't so, know. It gets under my skin. So I was going to bring up Kevin Owens because um, you were talking about people like that do that or whatever. And I was going to say, dang, I, I was like, the only thing I would have had a problem with was Kevin Owens coming through. But like, when I was saying that in my head, I remembered Kevin Owens also did it. So he did a last man standing match, of course, with Roman on this show. But in 2016, he did the uh, last man standing match with Dean Ambrose. You're uh, right. He did the last man standing match. He, he a, lost. And then he threw out AJ Styles. And that, and oh my threw out AJ Styles. Yeah. I was so mad. I was yeah. so mad. Because so, I, I feel like it makes the previous match look like it was it was worthless. It buries whoever won the previous match. Like, even though Shayna Baszler had just basically did, like, a swoop-in and pin-type deal and didn't hit her with the finisher or anything, it still makes it look shitty on, you know, Lacey Evans' part where, hey, I could hit you with my finishing move, but you're literally going to get up in, like, five minutes to go into this Royal Rumble and last long. Like, she didn't even last really... Last the final like, three. Yeah, she, like, last long. Not even act dizzy, groggy, disorientated. Nothing. And she laughed. She was laughing at the end of that match. I know. Which we'll get. I mean, we'll get stop, into it. But like, just making, about it. Stop making Charlotte Flair Brock Lesnar with titties. All right. We already have a Brock Lesnar with titties as Brock Lesnar's daughter to a horrifying level. <laughs> but stop fucking making Charlotte Flair Brock Lesnar with titties until she gets booked differently. I will just keep on referring to her as Brock Lesnar with titties. It's not misogynistic. No, I agree. It's a fact. And, and the other thing that pisses me off about this match is that, like, Asuka's not doing Asuka, shit. Dude, they they did, like, a spot. Asuka was, like, gone for, like, half the match. I don't know. She did, like, one bump and did, like, the I'm going to be dead for the rest of the match. So Asuka wasn't even on the other end of the ropes or anything when the finish came. The finish happens, and Asuka's just, like, I guess just getting beat up in the corner somewhere or just playing dead. So that way the sole focus could just be on Charlotte and this fucking stupid storyline between her and Lacey Evans. Yeah, I'm, I'm over. I've, I've been over Charlotte, so nah, whatever. All right, let's move on to the main card. Um, so to my surprise, the show opened with Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Drew just came off of getting it out. The match was two minutes and 32 seconds. It was the same fucking Goldberg match that you've seen since 2016, which is um, Spear, 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 um, Claymore, Claymore, Claymore. It, it was his just... match with. Uh, it was his match with uh, Brock Lesnar for Mania. That's yeah, pretty was. much. Although I'm so glad that Drew won, and I know people are saying, "Oh, well, duh, it was gonna happen." You don't know. Okay, because WWE has this tradition of where if they know the match outcome is going to piss fans off, they'll put that match at the early beginning of the show. So when I saw this match happen, I was like, oh my god, no, please, please. I was like, fuck, they're going to go to Saudi Arabia in like two months. 
<laughs> yeah, but like it's crazy because you never know. Like, since the prince is like a '90s child, and he all of a sudden gets permission to book things, and he's a Goldberg fan, I'm thinking, fuck, this guy's gonna, <laughs> this guy's gonna have WWE make Goldberg champion. But no, thank God. But that's crazy. Thank they can't God. go to Saudi Arabia this year because you know they got to quarantine if they leave. That was the blessing of the virus, right there, my friend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, no, as, so I they... out, as I pointed out on Twitter, what, Goldberg came out with some literally some shorts of his that you can buy at Walmart. Yeah, it was gear. his gear was weird. He looked like it was short. Did you did you notice that the jackhammer spot he fucked up again? Like he the jackhammer twice, and I think he, I don't no, think that like, was him. He jack- I think that he, was just he, Drew is too tall and he can't carry. He jackhammer. Had to put his he jackhammered him. Yeah, he jackhammered him and Drew's. Feet hit first, and then Drew's back hit, and then Goldberg landed on him. I think it was like it was like a weird looking jackhammer. It was a weird looking jackhammer, but I think that's more Drew than it is Goldberg, or maybe because I don't know. I don't know that one. It's just because Goldberg's weird. in his fucking fifties and he's not as strong as he once was, and he needs to stop pretending like he is. That's well, what the Drew, fuck it is. Drew could have leaned himself over Goldberg. But I think Goldberg needs to stop taking those one, two steps. No, dude. Just pick him up while you can and do it right. Instead yeah, because it's late with him. He's like, no, stop. Out here killing people. Stop trying to play. Uh, You're too old. And then so they, he, like, hug and shit after the match, too? And... Yeah, because Drew McIntyre passed the test. You know? Yeah, and he's like, oh, you passed... And it's like, get, just get it off my screen, Oldberg. Like, it's... <laughs> It's not fucking WCW Nitro anymore, nah, bro. Like, go, go home. Here's what I want to know. Because there's a lot of, like, young versus old shit going on here. So I wonder if this match and some of the extra comments that were about this match were made because of Taker's podcast on Rogan. Well, I don't know if you saw, but Goldberg was actually on a podcast and said that this generation's uh, wrestlers are too soft as well. He says the only ones that he feels are tough within the business are like Shane. He said Sheamus, uh, Balor, and Mac. Drew. <laughs> no, he said Sheamus, Balor, and Drew, and I think there was like one other guy. But he said that everyone's too soft. Uh, Devon Dudley. Because he is from Georgia, so you know. <laughs> Devon Dudley even came out and said that, you know, uh, the wrestlers are soft and disrespectful and this and that. So there's apparently a bunch of old timers um, not completely satisfied with the new wave of wrestlers. Which, eh, whatever, which, I don't care. Which is weird because, um, which is crazier because Devon's actually part of the company. He's a part of the company. So I mean, so are Taker and Goldberg. So I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, and but I Taker think and Goldberg, De- Taker and Goldberg don't like have an official like office role. Put, well, WWE has to pay for what's his face. They got to pay for Devon's health insurance. They don't got to pay for Taker and Goldberg's. You think Vince McMahon ain't paying for Undertaker's health insurance? No, okay, yeah, he's probably paying for his, but you know, Goldberg's. Um, Watch Goldberg. And then there's uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, Devon's got like kids in the business now, uh, and they have their own fucking school. So for him to like bury. Young talent is kind of awkward. I mean, I kind of get where Taker's coming from. He said all the new guys had to learn from the new guys instead of working with, like, the older vets. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, Conan even said that he was, like, with the pool that he has in AAA, if he walked into a locker room and saw guys playing video games, he would be pissed and unplug them. 
I'd have to fight Conan if he touched my PS5. I ain't even gonna front. What you do? Like, hey, bro, don't get in the locker room. I'd be like, hey, Conan, bro, you gotta square up, bro. Like, you don't touch a nigga's PS5, bro. Now, here's the thing. Um, I mean, I don't get bringing your console to the stadium. I mean, but like a Switch and that, yeah, the PS5, I don't understand it. You know, I. but then again, you're there. See, we say that. I said that at first, but then I realized, oh, some of these wrestlers have to go to the show and don't even get booked. And so they yeah. have to be there. And so they're sitting there in an arena for eight hours because they got to get there hours before the actual show starts. Shows for, so they're just there, just fucking sitting there, bored. Well, like, Conan I was stadium like... Standing at a stadium Conan, is boring as fuck. Conan was like, uh, they should be there watching tape and reviewing matches and this, this, and that. But it's like you said, there's people who literally show up and don't ever get booked. So, like, what fucking, what fucking matches and tapes are they watching? Yeah. The ones they... The ones they did in the Indies? Man, Conan was never even that good. (laughs) I know that everybody... Look, I'm Mexican, and as a Mexican, I don't recall any of the wrestling fans in my family saying, Conan, yeah, that's the nigga. Like, he gets called... He gets called the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. Bitch, where? Where is this? Who who lied to you? Maybe the TNA Hogan of Mexico, but... (laughs) <laughs> no, no. I ain't gonna lie. When I was a when I was younger, I used to like Conan. You know, he had like that little gangster gimmick, Mexican gangster gimmick going or whatever. And then when he was in TNA, he was like bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy, throwing up the the West Coast and shit. And I was like, oh look at Conan, he a little gangster. And then I grew up and was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Conan, I was like, I'm no disrespect to Conan though. You know, we. <laughs> In case Let me know this was. This is no disrespect to Conan. Balls at this point, we're just having. Yeah, fun. like no disrespect to Conan. I'm just saying, like, saying you would run into a locker room and like unplug everyone's shit because they're not doing what you want them to do. I mean, yeah, sure, Triple A's paying them, but it's not like Conan's actually paying them. You so know, Conan, like, Conan, you're old man. What the? What the? Do you know why they weren't playing video games in the, when back in your? Because they didn't fucking exist. Right? Nah, bro, it's because they was playing Russian roulette and they had like drugs and shit. <laughs> they were doing cocaine off hookers' asses, you know. Like I, I just <laughs> want to make it clear, like I'm one who like I I sort of agree with what Undertaker said. I sort of agree with what Devon said. Um, he Devon pretty much said he was more on like a dis like like this younger generation is on a disrespectful kind of level. Yeah, Devon was uh, right about disrespectful stuff. And I kind of want to throw out an example. I'm not going to say any names, but there's a certain wrestler, you know, he went to AEW and, you know, uh, he didn't shake people's hands, apparently, from the, the story that's going around. And now he no longer wrestles with AEW. So, um, uh, shut yeah, up. Don't even I try to guess. That? No, don't even try to guess whose name. Because I know don't... who it is. Okay, well, don't don't say it on here because we don't want people, you yeah. know. You because... said it, don't say it on here last time. and you, you said his fucking name on the last podcast we were on. Well, hey. We ain't gonna say it on this one. <laughs> All right. We can we can text about it and we'll drop it at that. <laughs> He's got a couple flats. All right, let's get going. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, let's move on with the show. Uh. So the next match is another match I didn't see. Uh. This match went ten minutes twenty five seconds for the SmackDown um women's championship. It was Sasha and Carmella. I don't even know who the fuck Reginald is. I guess it's the guy who came out with her during the Rumble. Carmella also was in the Rumble after she lost her match. Um. 
Yeah. Except Carmella's uh, made sense because it wasn't a fucking knockout. She lost uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. come back in. It makes you know, it's crazy. Like I saw, I saw their first match and I thought it was really good. Um, but for some reason, I just did not care to watch this match. So I just, I skipped like the entire match altogether. So, did you watch? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you saw the match. What did you think? Yeah, I saw it. Um, it was alright. It was alright. You know, she's Carmella's getting a little bit better. You know, I'm not gonna front. It's just they really didn't raise the stakes up, and there's really not that interesting of a story. And WWE has this problem, particularly when women, where they really don't. They treat women differently from men. So instead of like, oh, I'm going to beat your ass or I'm going to do this, it's like, <coughs> better than you. she says like, I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. Da, da, da. And it's like, yo, I feel like WWE books women by watching CW and just whatever the women characters say to each other, that's what your promo is going to be on SmackDown. <laughs> Did you see the promo of... Uh, um... <laughs> On Raw last night. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it? You keep freezing. The Lana, yeah, so do you. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Fucking Skype. Uh, the Lana and Naomi promo on Raw. Did you see that? I did not. I have not seen Raw yet. I was gonna watch it on Hulu tonight. Such a terrible promo. Oh my god. Like, okay, so I have I haven't cut a pro- I've cut promos in my fucking mirror in my shower and shit, right? Because whatever. It's like a way for me to practice, but I've never actually cut like an actual promo promo in front of people at the at the warehouse and shit. So I mean, I guess I can't really talk about people's promos. Actually, fuck that. I can't talk about people's promos because I can tell when I fucking like a promo when I don't like a promo. So like, it started off with Lana like, "I am back, and I am going to win the women's tag teams championship." And I was like. What kind of fucking promo is this? Like you're. Did she move her like head like this? You know she's moving like. Whatever. Every time a woman does a promo who's supposed to be like a sassy character, I guess they're supposed to like hypnotize us like a fucking snake head. And every time a woman cuts a promo in WWE that's supposed to be like that, they just do this shit. It's so it was so terrible. Like, and she start and I, it's crazy when she did her whole Russian gimmick thing. Like, her promos weren't terrible. I mean, she was pretty much Rusev's um, uh, mouthpiece at, at times. But, like, being on her own and dropping the Russian accent and turning it's into just, this, this you know I, I try really hard type of character and you guys should appreciate me. And it's like, eh, we don't need all that. Your, your, your promos, we get, it looked like she was reading from a script. And then Naomi jumped in. And Naomi was like, ah, yada, 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 and they're going to feel the glow. And I was like, who talks like this? I'm not going to sit here and talk to someone and be like, hey, bro, you're finna feel the glow. I feel like these women have the capabilities of cutting better promos, but I feel like they're directed. It literally feels like either Vince or someone in creative is watching the CW and is like, yes, this, this is how women talk to each other. (laughs) These, These shows written by, like, 60-year-old white men. This is how women speak to each other. You gotta be right, because, like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense with the dialogue. Not even just the women, but, like, just all the wrestlers on the roster, period. Like, when I watch a WWE promo versus a fucking AEW promo, or even a WWE promo versus a fucking indie promo, I'm like... Like Vince, why are you still scripting these dudes? 
It don't make any sense. Let them do what they do, and then they'll have fun. But, I mean, it's like something that we think about when going back to the old result, uh, old new thing. These younger generation, they're just as hungry. It's like Mick Foley said. Mick Foley was the one who was like, yo, I, I think it's this younger generation. And he has a point, but the thing is, when you hear, like, something to wrestle with, and you hear, like, Bruce Pritchard talk about Triple H and The Rock, and their feud was, they were supposed to stick to the script, but Bruce Pritchard just told The Rock after Triple H kept going off script and burying him, if you could take a verbal ass chewing, then just go off script. And if the crowd likes it better, then don't worry about it. You know, that's advice that he told The Rock, you know? But he, he's not giving that advice now. He's yeah. a part of the problem, too. And that, and that one, no, and then the problem is... And the problem is, if they do get out of line now, it's not, oh, you can't, you're gonna, you're just gonna take an ass chewing my events. No, then the problem is, oh, well, you're not gonna be used on TV, or yeah, your and if, and if you, and if you're not, married if you to someone in that company, then they're punished. It's, it, it doesn't make like, where the fuck is Alistair Black? He went missing like right after Zelina Vega left. Says, in Selena's Vega. All right, now there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I just think. He's sitting back, get, getting getting all that OnlyFans money, bro. I'm telling you, we're gonna get that. Your, uh, cat, gonna... your cat just, your cat legit just scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Why? Bro, I was looking and I saw something move in the background. I was like, oh shit, Hector's got a fucking ghost. And then I saw the fucking tail. Stupid <laughs> ass. <laughs> I was gonna be like, yo, Hector, don't move, bro, because there's somebody in your fucking house. <laughs> Oh, bro, I would have been terrified for you. I'd call 911 and everything, I swear. I mean, they probably would have got there late, but Oh, hey. but when we were talking about Lana, Lana's original character was based off the wife character from uh, Rocky IV, I think. That's the one where he fights Drago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was just, like, generic shit. But, I mean, it sucks that these people can't cut the promos that they want to cut or cut the things that they want to do because now WWE's become so powerful... I mean, that's why when, like, AEW is coming up, as fucked up as it is for AEW, and, like, no AEW fan wants to admit this, but every time I hit them with this, they have to admit that it's the truth. The only reason people are dick-riding AEW so hard is because they want WWE to take notes from them and then copy the formula and then just do exactly that. That's the only reason that people want AEW to succeed so hard. And that's why AEW (coughs) gets all these good promos, Gets all these good segments. Unless it's fucking Brandy Rhodes. No, no. All right. I'm I'm so glad. Cody Rhodes, he knows what he's doing. He's a man of the company. He nutted in that bitch so we wouldn't have to see her on TV again. Thank you, Cody. All right. <laughs> Dusty would be proud. <laughs> I've. We're no, I'm not getting in, a, in any auditions on AEW Dark anytime soon. I mean, no, DJ just, didn't say it, so, you know. No, I'm DJ's just saying, like, clear. I, <laughs> I personally don't like... I think Brandy Rose has tried, to been, has tried to be like Stephanie McMahon over since AEW's come together. She's trying um, to be like Stephanie McMahon while actively seeing Stephanie McMahon and trying to say, I'm not Stephanie McMahon. But you are, though! You're yeah. in this position where every time AEW does something for charity, this is Brandy Rose, and I'm doing this for charity. And then all of a sudden you want to be a heel one minute and then one minute the next. is like, do you want us to boo you? If you want us to boo you, stop showing us you with, like, these sick-ass kids, you know, just donating. If you want to donate, donate on behalf of the company and just 
don't show your face. That way you can still do convincing heel work. I'm not going to boo you if you vote for charity. Now, I am going to boo you if you're going to somehow, even fucking the Jim Cornette show, they have, like, the most perfect joke, and it's his co-host. It's not even Jim Cornette, Brian Last, who goes, if there is a show, Brandy will find a way. (laughs) And I agree. Like, it's... (laughs) I don't know. I try. I try not to like shit on people within the business and stuff like that. Like, cause you know, of course, I want to make it somewhere someday. But like, I'm gonna call it when I see it because fuck it. You know, I don't give a fuck. Um, no, I, I don't think I would probably ever. I, I'm really sticking to that. I don't think I would ever go to Impact. Uh, <laughs> the last two. It's cause you know why, DJ? Cause we're the last two wrestlers who have guns and knives in their bags. <laughs> hey, look. What I just, I don't know. This just, eh, whatever impact. I, I'm gonna. I'm WWE. That one to I'm myself. putting a sawed-off shotgun in my bag, and if Undertaker <laughs> wants to talk shit, I'm gonna bust it out. That's all I have sawed-off. What you gonna do now, nigga? <laughs> hey, he really got under people's skin. He, he, he was looking for that reaction, and people reacted the exact way that he was looking for. And for if someone out there says no, we didn't. Well, yeah, you did. You reacted the exact the exact way he was looking for. Um, but he anyways, doing he was basically doing the old version of like the douchey bro. That's all Taker does when he does in his real life interview. That's what the whole is just like old douchey bro. But except Taker's a cool dude from watching <coughs> and from watching Sean's last ride. Well, so speaking of the last ride, huh, I'm gonna. It's not like it's not like on. Taker's gonna get on the. Mike and shit and go on podcasts and be like, hey, yo, this next generation are betas. <laughs> yo, no, so check this out. So I didn't realize how many people are shitting on Taker because of the last ride. Uh, he wore the Blue Lives Matter shirt, of course. People shit on him. Like, okay, look, you can't shit on a man for what he believes in, okay? And I don't know if Taker believes in fucking equality for black people or brown people. Unless you know, they believe in pedophilia, then, then fuck them. Fuck them and yeah. all their yeah, if you believe in pedophilia, I don't know. Well, uh, something's just wrong with you. Yeah, you just need to fucking die in prison and get raped by Big Leroy. But, um, you know, okay, hey, learn to take believe in Blue Lives Matter. You know, more power to. I have people, you know, family members that work for like Harris County Jail or that were like. I, I know people that I went to high school with that are like on the police force or whatever. Not all cops are fucking bad, first of all. I just want to throw that out there. So we for know. people that shit up. For people that shit on The Undertaker for wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt, you guys need to get a fucking life. That's like someone shitting on you for wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. You wouldn't want it. Don't do it to other fucking people. Second, just because a dude made some fucking comments that you didn't like, it don't mean you got to shit on the. I mean, unless you're shitting on TJP, you know, that guy's a fucking idiot. But that's for another that's, – that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. Yeah, I don't uh, – so, this is like if you're disappointed. Don't sit on the fucking Undertaker. Here's why people are disappointed because it goes back to him and the mystique of the character type deal. Y'all like Undertaker. Y'all love Undertaker. But that does not mean just because you love Undertaker does not mean that you'll like Mark Calloway. You got to separate the character from the person. Right. right. Just like you got to separate. Yeah. You know what? Right. Unless it's not it's not like he's R. Kelly and he's touching little children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah fuck R. Kelly, fucking bastard. <laughs> fuck R. Anyways, Kelly. Such now, such great music though, but fuck R. Kelly. 
there's only two of his songs that I like. But then again, I'm, I'm we've discussed that. I don't know if maybe it's because I'm Mexican or some shit. I don't uh, know. Bitch, say what you said last time. He's like, I don't know if it's because I'm not black. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm not black, but I, I, I only like two fucking R. Kelly songs. And that's that I believe I could fly shit and then the ignition. That's it. The rest of his Hector shit all sounds really thought, the same. This nigga Hector really thought he could fly when he was a kid, guys. That's why he likes that song. Hell yeah. And then we learned the hard way. We cannot. <laughs> it was crazy. So all right, this. Let's talk about Reigns versus versus Owens before we get into the two um, Royal Rumble matches. So you don't want to go. Um, so this man, huh? You don't want to go by the order of how it was done. Nah, because I kind of want to pull up the the elimination list and stuff like that, and I don't want to keep scrolling back and forth through this shit. So doing all that extra shit. On. All right, well, we'll touch but, on uh, Reigns versus. Uh, hold on. Yeah, so Reigns and Owens was um, 24 minutes and 54 seconds. Last man standing match for the Universal title. Really great match. This view, uh, yo, Hill Roman Reigns is like top dog. All right, so we're back. We hope our little break that we totally planned. <laughs> they were totally friendly. It just came right in in the middle of you were talking. Right in the middle, of I was talking. I was like, "Fuck, I forgot we gotta take this break." But uh, anyways, let's 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 pick back up where we started because I'm back to, to Roman now. versus Kevin Owens. Bro, your your cat just did this shit again, bro. He's peeking out. He's making me think somebody's in the house. <laughs> Nobody's in the house. It's just this cat. Right? I know. It just good. keeps. It just keeps throwing me off. All right, so Roman and 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 and, and Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens in a last man standing match for the Universal title, um, twenty four minutes fifty four seconds. Uh, Roman wins. He throws Owens like off the the crowd stands at one point. There's a bunch of stunners, a bunch of fighting everywhere. Really good brawl. Um, Roman gets handcuffed. So this is this. The ending was like the ending was what fucked it up and the ending was funny and like yeah and what fucked up the match so the Roman gets handcuffed by Owens right and then like the ref makes it to nine and uh, uh, Roman Reigns does like the ultimate heel move and pulls the ref into like the fucking yeah Yeah. like knocks him out the way how the referee gets knocked out kudos to that fake ref granted that shitty hands in front of it obvious bump is obvious but when he sold when he sold being dead it was fucking hilarious because he has his arm he's got his face down he's got his ass up and he's got his arm like that and me and my brother were joking we're just like bro look at that he put himself in perfect booty rate position because he was just he was just dead ass up face down anyways so yeah, fucking... perfect, perfect selling, uh, Mr. WWE ref. Um, so it's crazy. So they knock the ref out. Paul comes with the fucking key to unhook or unlock the cuff for Roman, and he's taking forever. And he doesn't Ru- stop the backup ref, so the backup ref has to stop himself. Yeah. So the ref is counting. Owens makes it to his feet. He's, you know, selling exhaustion and shit. Seven. Paul, Paul eight, is... Eight no, they nine. make it to six. Oh, 
okay. the referee makes it to six, and when he makes it to six, he like stops his count. He over at Pollard in a moment, and he like throws his hand up like that, like yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? Completely stops the fucking count. They take they they take the um the camera off of the ref, put it on Roman. I guess someone tells Roman like, yo, like squat into a fucking standing position. Like you gotta get on your feet to make sure like it makes sense the ref uh stops his count. What they should have done was a just had pain yo, in him to knock out that extra ref. Yes. They should have just been like, Hey bro, um, we gotta do another ref bump. Sorry, bro. And just knock the ref out, unhook Roman, send another ref out there, and just fucking do the finish. But, you know, they didn't do it that way. They had the ref awkwardly stop counting while Owens was technically the winner. Or if not, Owens should have told Paul Heyman or told the ref, go to Heyman, give Roman the key, I'm going to attack Heyman. And then, oh, while Owens is attacking Heyman... Then Roman can uncuff himself. That way it would make sense to why. Yeah. And then the ref could try to pull Owens off Heyman since Heyman's not part of the match. Then it would make sense. I, I think the best option they could have gone with was fake handcuffs. Something that Roman could have easily just yanked his arm and broke. Yeah. Another thing. Yeah, it would have even made him look more badass, too. Because yeah. handcuffs are already fake as shit. They, like normal handcuffs, because my mom's detention officer only like. This fucking far apart from each other. WWE handcuffs are these. <laughs> this far apart. Or as my, or as my fucking, as me and my girlfriend joked around, I was like, those are some BDSM handcuffs. Those are WWE handcuffs. Those far long ass ones. Yeah. But those look like they're ones that are made for the fucking. Uh, the fucking. There you go, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yo. So my mom's boyfriend saw saw Kevin Owens. And I have to agree with you. He's not like a wrestling fan or anything. He saw Kevin Owens. And he's like, <coughs> in what world does that fat ass have against somebody like Roman? He's like, that's how you know wrestling. It's like, there's that meme where they photoshopped Mark Henry, Big Show, and Batista in a ring. And it said, I knew wrestling was fake the moment Rey Mysterio won this match. And it was- <laughs> And then, because the original picture was photoshopped, somebody on Twitter just added a whole bunch of other niggas on the other side of the ring. So it's the Terminator and shit. The Terminator, the Predator, the Alien. That's <laughs> Poor Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I love Rey Mysterio. He's the last good booked Mexican in WWE. Well, was, until mm-hmm. so he had that shitty eye for an eye match. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. Well, Seth's back, so they could feud with Seth again. <laughs> no, please stop. That's, that feud, that was the longest feud ever. All yeah, right. it really was. That was the um, worst. All right, Oh, so... one of the funniest things, though, I will say, uh, for one, I hate when AEW fans are just like, oh, see, they, they copied the Sammy Guevara thing. No, they didn't. Oh, with the fucking golf cart, yeah. It's like Tommy It's like Tommy Dreamer said. Is like, there's been other matches with golf carts, you guys. All right? You know what's crazy is, I think Kenny Omega, like, referenced it on, a Twitter, on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I saw it. They did the thing. Kudos to them or something. And then his next tweet followed, like, I'm so tired of WWE stands that do blah, 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 criticizing, whatever. 
And it's like, yo, Omega, first off, y'all didn't come up with the spot. Like, calm down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's not... The first spot I big. remember with the golf court involved fucking Kane, Raven, and Big Show at X7. At WrestleMania 18. X7. No, was it... Yeah, yeah, seven X seven because eighteen yeah. he faced Angle. That's the one where he was supposed to choke slam him through the wall, but it kind of looked like they just got drunk and just yeah, just, and fell fucking no. through. I will say though, WWE's was better than the fucking Sammy Guevara one because the Sammy Guevara one was fucking played for laughs and retarded, where he's just like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, just, just running. Where they the did WWE that spot one, like three WWE fucking times. Ones, the WWE ones was fucking beautiful because you literally don't see it coming. And because it's a golf cart, you don't hear it like how you would a car. So it was just fucking hilarious. Where where Roman Reigns is not even in frame. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I laughed my ass off so hard when that shit happened. Because he did it so, it was so fucking hilarious. Because it came out of nowhere. But yeah, I just, after my mom's was made that one comment. And after I kept watching the match, I'm like, yeah. And that's my thing. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a dick. Owens is the perfect mid-card champion. What? And then if he goes beyond that, I don't want to see it. What? I'm, I'm, I'm done with backyard wrestler Steve Austin. All what? Right? I'm done with the fucking shitty stunners. Yeah, I don't like his stunners. I don't think... I'm done. Stop. All if, right? if there was ever a finisher that needed to never reappear and meet it like hung up with the greatest pro wrestler of all time it was definitely the fucking stunner um like i know you guys understand i have so much respect for stone cold and i fucking love stone cold i mean austin's like and when austin is the greatest pro wrestler ever yeah when i show it pisses me off when, like, yeah, no, it, it, especially on indie shows, because a lot of indie shows use the stunner and the rock bottom for, like, bullshit pops, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, no, do you guys not realize you are stealing the moves of two of the greatest... Of the greatest of all time. Like, to ever fucking walk this earth? Like, come on now. Um, what's his name? Shark guy? Well, who's the shark guy in TNA? Shark Boy, the, yeah. Who had the Stone Cold gimmick? Like, Shark Boy, yeah. Yeah, why? Y'all need to leave Stone Cold alone. Yeah, it's just... Well, no, well, I don't know, because... Well, here's the thing, though. Here's why I give Shark Boy a pass. A, Shark Boy got Stone Cold's blessing before he did it, unlike Kevin Owens. No, Owens had Stone Cold's blessing... Well, well, no, he got he Stone Cold's blessing after. After, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but the thing is, Shark Boy... There's not a fucking, not a main eventer, you know? So you knew he wasn't getting anywhere, and anytime he did it, it was like a joke. Whereas anytime Owen does it, Owens does it, like, what, you're trying to be serious with this? Stop it, bro, stop. All right? Stop. No, yeah, I agree. And I love, I, I personally like They Kevin made Owens. Kevin Owens look too strong against Reigns, and that's why I didn't like this match. And then that ending, I was like, I'm glad this ending was, was as shitty as it was. Because well, that's what this match deserved. This match pissed me off. I don't mind him making him look strong against Reigns. I don't know if I can hear my son crying in the background, but we that motherfucker is trying to wake He's trying to wake up, so. Um, just, yeah, nigga, alone, let his ass go to sleep. Um, I, don't. I don't mind Owens looking strong because, 
Like, he's gotten his ass whooped by rain since, like, fucking October or something like that. Or maybe November. I can't remember. But, yeah, he's gotten his ass whooped by, like, rains for, like, fucking ever. So, it doesn't bother me that he looked that strong. But, like, I do have an issue with the stunner. And it's crazy because the first – the when they did the video package and he did the stunner to Roman and Roman hit, like, the barricade, I don't know if it was Roman selling or if it was the fact that Owens just did the stunner. But I was like, ew, I didn't like it. And then he did the stunner in this match. And again, I still don't know if it was Roman selling of the stunner or if it was Owens doing the stunner, but I didn't like it. So, um, and it's, Owens doing the stunner, it's Owens doing the stunner because he's a lot shorter than fucking than, um, than Stone Cold. So when he does it and people try to sell it, every time he does it, if you're selling a stunner from somebody like Kevin Owens, you have to sell it like Scott Hall, where you have to go down but still be on your feet. You but know, you know what? I think he does it too fast. I think that's my issue. I think he does the kick and then he just instantly just goes straight into the stunner like way too fast. Like with Austin, it was like a little. It's like a little bit of substance with it, you know. No, you dude, know what? It's because it's fucking Kevin Owens doing it. Don't, don't get it. Bro, you know who else used a stunner? John Cena? No. Well, yeah, I forgot he did. He did like that jump rope stunner, but yeah, that was that was really ugly. But um Bow Monster. Oh my god. <laughs> IWF shooting on IWF podcast coming soon. <laughs> don't even yeah. mention that up. Don't don't even say that again. <laughs> You that really was his it. finisher, bro. It was the fucking stunner. I just realized it. Like that, doing a stunner? Hell no. Bro, this dude did the stunner, bro. You should have beat his ass on behalf of Stone Cold. I'm pretty That's... sure you would have gotten like a free case of fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer. That's disrespectful. It's just mad. Dis- no, but Kevin Owens is short, so when he tries to give a stunner to people, people try to get on their knees. Because they're thinking of selling it like how you would for Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh-huh. when you get on their knees to do it, they can't bounce up that much because he's not as tall as Stone Cold was. I guess that makes sense. All right, let's talk about these these two Royal Rumble matches. All right, let's um, go. To the women's women. Rumble was the first Rumble match of the night. Um, 58 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, of course, Bianca Belair wins. She last eliminates... Uh, she actually eliminated Rhea Ripley and Charlotte um, as the last two um, eliminations. Um, she was number three, which is... Cr- so, in the men's Rumble, this is so fucking... Like, the commentary for WWE really pisses me off. And I saw a tweet today that someone's like, don't you, let's like, admit it, you miss Mauro Ronaldo. And I was like, no, I really don't no, miss Mauro. nobody misses Mauro Ronaldo. Uh, I, I hate Mauro Ronaldo's commentary. Yeah, I thought his commentary was so cringe. Uh, Even when he tries to do boxing and fighting commentary, he does it like how an indie guy in the backyard would do it. <laughs> that's all right that's a funny comparison even when he but, does it in his boxing matches that's how he fucking does it he's just like tries to make pop culture references like sit down you old ass man and also because i'm talking shit about maronalo maronalo don't kill yourself you weak ass nigga every uh, time somebody yeah. roasts you you play that suicidal card bullshit i've had it with you all right fuck you okay and frank shamrock 
Leave me alone. I'm talking shit about Mauro Nalo, not you, okay? All right? Don't okay. be salty because you pissed off Dana White and are never going into the UFC Hall of Fame. All right? I don't share the same sentiments as, as Hector about this situation, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, I love you, so, Frank, uh, Frank Schaffer. <laughs> anyways, I would love to meet about you the one. WWE commentaries. I bring it up, and the reason I brought up Mauro Nalo, one, that tweet was like, stupid, no. I'm not gonna admit it because I don't miss Mauro Nalo. Like I you, said, you might cringe. as well said, do you might do you miss Josh Matthews? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no. terrible! You guys listen to Impact's commentary, anyways. Um, so Michael Cole in the Men's Rumble. Um, who? Let me see. It was Sami Zayn. So Sami Zayn, yeah, but Sami Zayn comes in as, at at number three, and Mauro. Uh, I mean Mauro. Uh, Michael Cole goes. Oh, what he goes. Oh, talk about luck of the draw. Number three is the worst number to draw in the Royal Rumble because it never wins. Dude, the fucking women's match. The winner was the woman who drew number three. It was I was I was like, I think that was Cole. No, it was Michael Cole who said it. No, 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 no. I don't think that lies on Cole. Man, I think look, that relies on Vince. Look, no, because Michael Cole, every, Michael Cole look. has been... Hold on. I, I know what you're saying. And, and yes, it was probably Vince feeding him some bullshit through his headset. But Michael Cole has been there so long that he could have just been like, I'm not saying that. Because it literally just happened. <laughs> it literally just happened, yeah. Like, it literally just fucking happened. Like, what, what are you talking about? Are you Number blind? three, Bianca Belair won the women's royal rumble it, it just i don't know anyways let's let's go over these entrances so we had bailey at number one uh she was the 12th one eliminated by bianca uh her time in there was 29 minutes eight seconds she had one elimination uh naomi she came in at number two she lasted 47 minutes 39 seconds eliminated by the tag team champs uh she was the 22nd one uh gone no eliminations so Very she was literally in there. uh i got it off wikipedia all right um cool. So, so, so Naomi was um, in there for 47 minutes and 39 seconds and eliminated absolutely no one. So I don't know how anyone roots for this woman and talks about feel the glow. She's absolutely trash. Um, Bianca was in there for 56 minutes, 52 seconds. She eliminated four people, okay? If you're in there for 47 minutes and 39 seconds and you eliminate zero people, you're absolutely trash because Bianca was in there for 56 minutes, 52 seconds. She was able to eliminate four people. She just want to throw that out there. And I don't even like Bianca Belair. I, I Yo, just... can, we talk about, can we talk about something funny, though? What's up? Okay, so we'll get to it in a bit. But first thing, I immediately knew Bianca Belair was going to win the Women's Rumble. And when I'm they so did bad. the damn documentary on her. No, not the documentary. It wasn't even the documentary. No. In the pre-show, Cricket Wireless does like Oh, we're going to bring you this video sponsored by Cricket Wireless about one of our entrants to the Rumble. So I thought it was going to be, oh, they're going to talk to multiple wrestlers. And so it was like this five-minute video dedicated to Bianca Blair. And that plays in the middle of the free show. So I'm thinking, oh, cool, they're going to do that for more fighters. Ten minutes to the show starts. Four minutes as the show starts. And as soon as it was only her who got that video for Quick Wireless, I'm like, oh my fucking God, Bianca Blair's going to win it. Are you the one who tweeted out uh, something about way to go on ruining or spoiling your Women's Royal Rumble winner, WWE? Something like that. Was that you who tweeted that out? 
I tweeted something to that nature. I don't know if I tweeted that exact one. But I said I would have enjoyed this Rumble more if Bianca won it and Cricket didn't do the video 10 like, in advance to let yeah. me know that she's going to win the Rumble. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And, as like, soon as they did that in the pre-show, I'm like, fuck, I already know she's going to win now. And I would have enjoyed her winning if it came as a fucking surprise. Primarily no, because not- I... I would have enjoyed. I it. knew it the moment she entered early, and the and when they did the fucking um, documentary on her, like they did the documentary on her, and I was like, oh shit, she's fucking winning. Um, I'm not a Bianca Belair fan by any means. I mean, they did the documentary, and I was like, oh, this is cool. You see the 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 other side of her. Um, as you know, not the wrestler. Her real name in real life is Bianca Crawford, Bianca N- Nicole Blair Crawford. So you got to see Bianca Crawford rather than Bianca Belair, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, like just because I don't like you as a wrestler doesn't mean like I don't want to know like about you as a person. Like for these wrestlers, because I think you know there's always you're playing a character. I'm either gonna like your character and like you as a person or i'm gonna like your character hate you as a person or hate your character and like you as a person and with her it's like after watching that documentary i was like ah, i like you as a person but i don't like your character um which is why i did I like, not want I, her to win i love match. baron corbin as a person baron corbin as a person looks like a cool ass dude to chill with that motherfucker's yeah, always barbecuing cooking some thick ass steak cuts i'm like yo my this is like will be a cool ass dude to hang out with yeah, he's just boring as a fucking wrestler. Oh my god, that guy. <laughs> I, I say that, but knowing me being six one, I feel like if I actually did continue and I didn't have to stop midway, I feel like I would just be doing some of the shit that he does ring wise. But then hearing yeah. why he does it is because he's just like, I don't like getting injured. He's like, I got injured in the NFL, which makes sense. He's like, I got injured in the NFL. Fuck this. Then you join the wrong fucking thing, guy. <laughs> Anyways, number four. No, but yeah, Cricket's Billy K. Oh, but one of my funniest moments because we were talking about Field of Glow, and speaking of Billy K. So, um, throughout this match, Billy K is trying to go with her resumes and things of that nature, and then finally she gets accepted by Jillian, which was a fun surprise. But I think it's funny that there's like Billy and Jilly, Billy and Jilly, yeah, and the first thing they do. Is go beat beat up Naomi. I was like, Billy and Jilly's first thing is to commit a hate crime. <laughs> You're stupid. Because Bianca Blair's getting worked by other people, and there's like two other like white girls who are available, but no, Billy and Jilly go straight for Naomi. I was like, damn. Oh, I got cool. a question. Their first question. goal is to tag I don't know if it was me. Is to commit I don't a hate know if- crime. I don't know if it was me, but, like, it didn't seem like the fucking entrances were, like, or not entrances, the, how can I say it, the the time for between, like, the, the intervals for people to come out. It didn't seem like it was only at, like, 45 seconds to a minute. Oh, no, it was, like, extremely fast. I was like, damn. Yeah, it was, they are going really fast. Okay, I just, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one. All right, number four, Billy was K. extremely fast. Yeah, it was it was mostly the women's one. Uh, Billy Kay at number four. She gets eliminated by the Riot Squad. Eight minutes, 11 seconds, one elimination. Uh, Shotzi at number five, uh, eliminated by Shayna. Shayna at number six. She lasts 41 minutes, 46 seconds with six eliminations. So I just want to throw that out. She had 41 minutes, 46 seconds. Naomi had 47 minutes, 39 seconds, got no eliminations. Just want to throw that out there. That's all. That's all I want to do. Oh, uh, before we continue, let me say this important thing because I fucking hate it. 
I do not. I fucking hate the WWE counts the greatest Royal Rumble as canon to the rest of the Royal Rumble. I fucking yes. hate it. I hate yes, it with the I passion. Hate that. All I right? hate that. I hate it so much. Because then it says. I, I'm pres- glad I'm not the only one. Because then it says precedence that wouldn't happen. Rey Mysterio having the longest time in WWE Rumble history was an iconic moment because he did it for Eddie Guerrero. And that's why he did it for the dub, and it was special. I fucking teared up, and I cried for that moment. You do not give that shit to Daniel Bryan, because that motherfucker was in Saudi Arabia, because that was a 50-man Royal Rumble, and he was destined to fucking last longer in that one. Because Whoa, the fact that someone's mad. Here. Yes, Ho's <laughs> mad, all right? <laughs> I am that Ho today, all right? I fucking so, hate so, that they count the greatest Royal Rumble got as canon. <laughs> yes, all right? I, I hate that they count that shit as canon. It pisses me off so much. No, no, I agree. I agree. That me- that means Braun is technically a Royal Rumble winner and, and did not main event WrestleMania. So Yeah. No. Yeah, he won a shitty little green belt. Yeah, that's that's right. He, that's... Won, he literally won the Saudi Arabians My GM mode SmackDown vs. <laughs> belt. That's what he won, all right? Yo, fuck all those Saudi Arabia shows. Anyways, fuck Saudi Arabia as a whole. I'm sorry. Number seven, uh, Tony Storm comes in, eliminates. uh, I mean, I'm sorry, eliminates no one. Eleven minutes, twenty minutes. Jillian Hall, eight minutes, three seconds. uh, Ruby Wright at number nine. Victoria at number ten. Which is funny because Victoria was actually supposed to be at last year's Rumble down here in Houston. Uh, They were playing her her Titan Tron video. Um, like during the whole tests and stuff, and then she ended up not actually being in the match. Um, number 11 was Peyton Roy. She lasted 13 minutes, 40 seconds. Santana Garrett at number 12, Liv at 13. Rhea at 14, who lasted 39 minutes and 6 seconds with 7 eliminations, which makes her the most eliminations in this match. I think last year her and Bianca had 8 apiece. Or, no, I'm sorry, Bianca and Shayna had 8 apiece. Um... I felt like Rhea should have won this match to redeem herself from last year's fucking booking that made absolutely no sense. Um, but WWE said, said fuck it. Uh, Charlotte, 33 minutes, 47 seconds, number 15. She only had one elimination, surprisingly. Dana Brooke. Dana, I can try. I can do it if I try, Brooke. Um, came in at number 16. Tori Wilson at number 17, Lacey Evans at number 18, Mickey James at 19, Nikki Cross at 20, Alicia Fox, which was really a, a surprise because I did never thought I'd see Alicia Fox there, but um, number 21, Alicia she Fox lasted. Fox, I'll be honest. Alicia Fox stayed fine since 2009, and she's been staying fine to this day. To this day, Alicia Fox can get it, ladies and gentlemen. When oh, all right, cool. After I officially gave up on Lita... I immediately went to Alicia Fox as as hot as Diva uh, of my Whoa. time. Right? That was how you really feel. Um, uh, Alicia gonna... wins the 24-7 championship. That, that was funny. No, no. It, it wasn't funny because that wasn't the only fucking um, title change that happens, and we'll get into that. Um, yeah, Mandy Rose... Mandy Rose at 22, Dakota Kai at 23, Dakota Kai is so fine, uh, Carmella 24, Tamina at 25, Lana, oh my goodness, I don't know why Lana was in this match, at 26, Alexa I Bliss. I was so afraid when Lana came out, I was like, oh. I thought she was winning, I really yeah. thought she was winning. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought they were going to have her win, I'm like, no, please, please, uh, but then I forgot that she's sucking on Rusev's dick, so she's not going to win it, and I'm like, <laughs> 
Okay. They're gonna I don't share the same sentiments as this guy. Just want y'all to know that. <laughs> We're sorry to to Rusev. Um, I really give a fuck about who we are. We're scrubs, you nigga. Alexa Bliss at 27, and she lasted a minute and two seconds. She was trying to do her whole Super Saiyan transformation. Rhea Ripley was like, nah, I saw Cell power up, so I can't let you power up, and she threw her out. Um, Ember at 28, Nia at 29, and look, check this. Nia was in there for two minutes and 44 seconds, and she had four eliminations. Naomi was in there for... Seven and zero eliminations. Zero eliminations. Just want to throw it out there. Uh, and then Natalia comes in at number 30 because she won that stupid little match that they did the other day. Um, as far as like it was, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We only had eight SmackDown women in this match. So that shows you the roster depth of, of this fucking Dude, if I was um, Fox, I'd be pissed. I don't I don't get how Fox just doesn't get pissed. Pissed off at WWE and pull them off here already. The way that they treat SmackDown, but I mean, a SmackDown person won. You know, we got uh, um, Roman Do you potentially. Think she's gonna go for the fucking SmackDown Women's Title. Yeah, I, I, I really think they're gonna. I, I mean, think she's gonna go for the, the profits are on SmackDown. I mean, not the Men's, the Smack, the Raw Women's. No, because the profits are on SmackDown. No, she can still go for the Raw one. And then at WrestleMania, she can be with her husband and have that celebratory moment. But I know I, how. I think she beats Sasha. I think I think the way they're going is she's going to beat Sasha. Herbert Sasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't agree with that decision because I'm a Sasha fan, but I think that's the way they go. Um. As far as the match itself, I thought it was probably like this one and the second. Women's Royal Rumble were like the weakest ones. I think the first one and the one last year were pretty good. What? But I, I think this one was the better one out of the other ones. The second one is the one where Becky Lynch won, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like that After one. After immediately tapping out to Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, Actually, I, I just then again that goes against what I said because tap. I really wrong. enjoyed the first one, the one that Oscar won and, and Ronda showed up, but like, and the one last year was pretty good. Um, I like this that's one. That's the one Charlotte won. I like this one. I just I thought like it was like on the weaker end of the 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 four that have happened. Well, yeah, because uh, it's much like returns and all that, but I, I still think this one was, but it was it was fairly entertaining. I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Yes, Bianca Blair's feet did touch the ground in that little skin the cat spot. With Everybody, Rhea, right? Yeah. Yes, I know it wasn't tripping. I know it wasn't tripping. Even my youngest sister, who's in like 11, literally said, Wait, her feet touched the ground. I'm like, Yeah, they did. We're looking at that shit like JFK, JFK's assassination. Zoom in, back, unto the left. Okay, I have a question because I don't, I don't, I right now like my my the order of events for this show are kind of off as far as like anything other than match like backstage segments and all that. When the fuck did Peter Peter Rosenberg win the twenty four seven championship? Was it after or was it during the main show or was it during the pre show? No, it was during the main show. Every time at the main show now they go back to the panel and okay, so I, first I, of I all. He won it immediately after, and I quote, the fucking, which is weird because the song's not even bad, but it was just the worst performance at a WWE event 
that I ever seen in my entire life. You're talking about the Bad Bunny performance? Bad Bunny. What the fuck was Bro. What is he doing? Why were what you dancing and having fun in the... You were having fun in the music video. Why is it in person you're just like... What the that fuck? And then on top of that, I don't know what the fuck was up with Bad Bunny, but he did a, a point with him. He was like... <gasps> and then he no, kept singing. Because that's how the song goes. That's how the song it's goes. It, uh, you know, I've never listened to Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's, he's making it seem like... Because in the song, he like makes it seem like even though he's getting his ass beaten by life or whatever, he still rises up because he's a champion. So it makes sense in the context of the song. My whole thing was, what the fuck? First of all, why didn't he have like any like backup dancers or anything? Or And then B, why is Booker T not helping him? And then Man, it clicked. It clicked, I really hoping to see Booker it T clicked in my head. You know why? You know why? Because Booker T said on the free show that he wanted Biggie Langston to win. So what do we know about Booker T? No minorities get over so he could only let one minority get over, and that was Big E. Fuck this Puerto Rican guy. He's not getting over. <laughs> Booger T. <laughs> no minorities are getting over. <laughs> Look, I know a bunch about Book now, and I'll just, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, so Peter Rosenberg wins the 24-7 yes, championship. So after did, he lose, did he lose it at all? I don't remember him losing it. Uh, he he lost it, but on a, on like a show that he was on, but oh, not okay. on ninety seven. First, first off, anyway, Peter Rosenberg is a fucking dweeb. I just I can't stand the guy. He's a fucking dweeb bitch. Like he looks like someone that I would love to just fucking slap across the face. I just I can't stand the guy. As a as a radio personality, I think he's trash. As a wrestling correspondent, I think he's fucking garbage. And I remember at one point Kevin Owens and Sammy and Sami Zayn legit wanted to like slap the piss out of his mouth because he was like, it's not the fact that he was being disrespectful, but he calls himself a huge wrestling fan and he wants to be a wrestling correspondent and shit like that. But he, but he didn't. Yeah, but he barely knew anything about it, and it really pissed Kevin Owens off and shit like that. Yeah, um, Sam Roberts is an actual fucking wrestling, like a deep deep wrestling fan, and he goes into oh, it. Sam Roberts is fucking too. <laughs> Sam Roberts is a dweeby, but if Sam Roberts won it, okay, given the right circumstance. Granted, I think celebrities winning it, it sucks because there's not any celebrity who's, like, really going to take a severe ass beating, all right? As much shit as I give MGK as a rapper, at least he was courteous enough to take a spot. And granted, oh, it, gave that the funniest, off the round. it gave us the funniest gif of all time. Especially when he was going at it against Eminem and they just cropped Eminem's face on Kevin Owens. <laughs> but, but still, it was, it was amazing. I give him respect for that. I appreciate when celebrities get on the show and let them get their ass whipped. Because later on in the show, we're going to have Bad Bunny hitting a top rope splash. I fucking hate every wrestler who... That, why is that the generic celebrity wanting to be a wrestler move? Why is the top rope splash... Which I know why, because they're all gonna catch you at once. But there's only so many times I can do it. It should have died when Snoop Dogg did that weird ass hump you s- slash. <laughs> when, when Snoop <laughs> Dogg did that, when he did that IWF quality splash, I was like, the, the celebrities going off the top rope should be banned from now on. I don't want to see it no more. Oh, that's funny. That's some funny shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <From the> Raptors. <laughs> But yeah, All right, main, main event Rosenberg time. Winning it, especially because Alicia Fox would have won it, and I really wish she would have at least held on to it to the next Raw. 
You but yeah, Rosenberg. Her, you just want to see her naked. You're gross. Rosenberg's already <laughs> lost. <laughs> Rosenberg. Rosenberg already lost the belt on some other show that wasn't even Hot 97 because Hot 97 I think gave up on having wrestlers ever since they had Enzo and he spit that whack ass freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Hot 97 right, used to so be the shit for rap, men, and then Rosenberg, Ebro, and whatever the fuck that bitch. Ebro's, Ye- Ebro's a little bitch too. Fucking, ugh, I can't say Ebro, none of those guys. Eho, as I shall call him. How ninety seven used to be amazing, and what you went to for rap. Now it's all about the Breakfast Club, and even then, I don't like the Breakfast Club that much. I don't, I don't like the Breakfast Club either. I think Charlemagne the God's a fucking idiot. Oh, I think Angela Yee sounds like a twelve year old kid that hasn't fucking hit puberty, and. DJ Envy is bright skin. DJ Envy is cool. I think Angela Yee. I know. I could. I could. I couldn't find nothing bad to say about. I DJ think Angela Yee gets annoying because she's always hypocritical on doing shit, and then she gets mad anytime a rapper calls her out for being overly flirtatious, and then she tries to play the woman card of. And then oh. she sounds like this. And then she tries to make men sound misogynistic when she's the one who hits on some of the guests. And every time they call her out, it's like, oh, why do we let men get away with treating us like this? Like, no, bitch. (laughs) Who was it? Was it Gucci Man or who called her? Who was it? Was it Gucci Man or Soldier Boy? Who who called her out? Ah, shit. I don't even remember. Maybe Gucci Man because I don't remember Soldier Boy doing it. No, you're right. It was Gucci. Yeah, it was probably Gucci Man. I remember he called Angela Yee out for flirting with him and all of a sudden she got mad. But that's a whole other tenet for a whole other time, kids. Men's Royal Rumble. One hour, 32 seconds. Winner, the number one entrant, which was Edge, which is weird because Randy Orton was technically supposed to be the first entrant, but whatever. Um, That was probably like a last minute call because I think the last person to win from the number one spot was Benoit. Benoit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they probably wanted to do another number one winner. Speaking of Benoit, why did. why is it both Royal Rumbles are like, four women have entered the Royal Rumble, and we just gave Awesome Kong the Benoit treatment? Because awesome, awesome Kong was the fourth woman, well, the third woman to the Royal Rumble. It was it China, was Beth, Beth, Awesome Kong, Kong and, uh, and, and Naya. Naya. Right. But in the video package, they didn't show Awesome Kong at all. And I don't even think she's part of AEW no more. Huh. Oh, you're like, probably right. I was like, why? So Edge enters number one. Randy Orton enters number two. Um, They both are number one, number two, and they last until until the end, really. Um, Sami Zayn at number three, where Michael Cole gives his famous line that no one from number three has ever won because he's an idiot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Immediately after someone from number three just won. (laughs) Uh, Mustafa Ali, who is probably like the worst booked cult leader in the world. Um, is at number four, Jeff Hardy at number five, Dolph Ziggler at number six, Shinsuke Nakamura at number seven, <laughs> Carlito at number eight, and all jacked and shit. My boy, Carlito. Uh, my uncle, Carlito. Um, number nine was Xavier Woods, Big E at number ten with four eliminations. Um, he actually got eliminated by Omos, who wasn't even in the match. Uh, Big E lasted 29 minutes, 45 yeah. seconds. 
I hate I hate getting eliminated by someone who's not in the match unless it progresses a storyline, and I don't think this is gonna progress a storyline. Um, John yeah. Morrison enters at number eleven. He's thrown out by Damian Priest. Uh, Ricochet. So okay, Ricochet lost a qualifier. Like he wasn't even supposed to be in this fucking match, but he's That's in at number two. But he's in at number fucking. Where the fuck was Keith Lee? They needed somebody to do flippy shit, and you know. They always they always have the average, they always need acrobatic athletes to throw out and do something impressive. By the way, you know the women's royal and the men's royal. There was no um no uh, there was no no, no hope co- spot no Kofi, yeah. so there was no spectacular spot other than the one that uh, she fucked up on. But other than that, yeah, there's really there's really nothing. It didn't feel special, you know. You you normally at least see one. Granted, you know, AJ being saved by a big motherfucker. Who, yeah, who I, I guess. I told my I brother. Hey, I told my brother if they ever make a Shaq biopic, just get almost, shave him bald, give him the goatee, and he could play Shaq. All right. Almost, almost. Don't if you give up on WWE, go to Shaquille O'Neal right now because he's a wrestling fan, and pitch a biopic, and then I will watch that Shaq biopic. I'll pull up in the theater with my shacks and go watch that biopic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, Ricochet lost a qualifier. He's still in the match. He lasted 11 minutes and 30. So, a guy who did not qualify for the match was in there for 11 minutes and 37 seconds. How many people did he eliminate? The, he eliminated zero people. So, the booking of this. And he got eliminated by the mayor of Knoxville, by the way, guys. Hell, yeah. What a loser you are to get eliminated by the mayor of Knoxville. Um, so, number 13 was Elias. Elias was in there for two minutes and thirty seconds, and he had elimination. So that that speaks volumes to Ricochet. Uh, Damian Priest at number fourteen, who is now officially apparently on the Raw roster. He had four people. He was in there for fifteen minutes thirty four seconds. Good take, for him. Good, good, uh, good passing of the torch from Kane. Damian Priest. Next, I hear a bunch of static on your end, bro. Oh, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, it sounds way better. Okay. Breeze um, got eliminated by Lashley. Uh, we get Miz in at number 15. He only lasts a minute and two seconds, gets eliminated by Priest, then Bad Bunny does the fucking um, spot that he does. Um, you destroyed looks- my DJ's equipment, even though he left it out. I've, I've worked with many, or I've been friends with many people who've done band shows and do things. The most unbelievable spot in wrestling why would a DJ leave his equipment out there? <laughs> like equipment is expensive as fuck. I I I didn't even know that it was even. I, they probably brought it out before the fucking match. But it looks like it's gonna be Priest and and Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania, um, with probably um, uh, Bad Bunny pinning John Morrison to win the match. Uh, Riddle was out number six. If that happens, bro. If that happens, I'm turning off my TV. I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even. If it happens uh, on Riddle, night one, I'm not watching night two. All right. <laughs> if I see that shit on my screen, I'll, that's why. That's why I'm they're gonna save it, it for night two, bro. Huh? 
That's why they're going to save it for night two. You know what? No, I'm, I'm still watching because me and you got to do our review over it and shit. I'm going to be pissed about it. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> right, so Riddle in at 16. He lasts 31 minutes and 17 seconds. One elimination. Uh, he's actually eliminated by Seth Rollins, which is weird because Rollins um, a few months ago said he would never work with Riddle. Um, apparently they like buried the hatchet or something. Riddle like apologized to Rollins about comments that were made about Becky Lynch or some shit. Um, yeah, they probably smoked a joint together. You know, Seth was putting on that daddy you know ways. Like, being, that's how you know Riddle's being nice. Cause you know, if he, he, if he really wanted to say, nigga, what you going to do about it? Seth wouldn't have done shit. He would, he would have bitched. Ex- exactly, bro. This, <laughs> hey, I ain't going to lie. Riddle throws some good worked punches. Like, and they sound like. They sound like they hurt. Like, he yeah. was throwing body shots to, to Lashley, and I was like, yo, these sound, like, really good. Like, the good. only reason this man um, is not still in MMA is just because MMA didn't allow weed use. That's the yeah, only reason Riddle's not Everybody who was suspended or fired by the UFC over the use of marijuana deserves a fucking paycheck. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, Daniel right. Bryan was in at so number 17. If Riddle this really was wanted Daniel's- to be- if Riddle, if Riddle really wanted to still keep talking shit about Becky Lynch, and Seth would have done, he wouldn't have done nothing. Seth, Seth would have just kept his mouth closed. Oh yeah, definitely. Riddle would have whooped that ass. <laughs> I, I I really believe that. Same thing with Goldberg. I think Goldberg gets his ass whooped. Except there's not like uh, there's not a knife and there's not a gun and knife in his duffel bag, so he does. You know, there's a broken bong in there, maybe. So maybe maybe they'll get some of Taker's respect, but not all of it. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Bryan is in at 17, 28 minutes, 50 seconds. He only had one elimination. A lot of low eliminations here. Um, this was Daniel Bryan's night to win this fucking match. This should have been the Royal Rumble that Daniel Bryan won. Daniel Bryan should have faced Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I firmly, firmly believe that. I'm going to stick to that. I know the plan right now is to do Edge versus Roman Reigns at Mania. That match makes no sense to me whatsoever. Storyline you know wise, you know Roman Reigns should not lose at WrestleMania. Because they both have spears, and there's the battle of the spear. Edge has a shitty spear though. Look, I hate Edge. How much? How much you want to bet they do Roman versus Goldberg at Elimination Chamber, and they build that as spear versus spear to face Edge at WrestleMania for the real spear versus spear match? How much you want to bet that happens? I just thought it was so horrible. I just thought it was something so fucking horrible. No, uh, what, a triple threat? <laughs> what the fuck you think of, nigga? <laughs> Roman versus Lashley, Spear versus Spear Chucker. <laughs> Lashley's got I swear I'm not racist. Though. I swear to God I'm not racist. <laughs> I don't know this guy, guys. He's just on here. Oh, please don't cancel me, Twitter. <laughs> so, number 18 is the mayor of Knoxville, Glenn Jacobs. He comes out. Um, he does a hug spot with Daniel Bryan. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, number 19, King Corbin, the most boring wrestler on the roster. Number 20 is Otis. He only lasts 53 seconds because, you know, he's fat well, and they make fun of him and stuff. I love Otis, by the way, guys. Don't think I'm making fun of his weight. I'm fat, too. 
Um, Dominic Mysterio makes his first World Rumble appearance. You're right. He hasn't run anybody over yet. He's he's got to earn the stripes. You know. He has to do it for the Rock. He's got to do it for the Rock. By the way, Bobby Lashley, uh, I love you. I have a picture with you. All right, I supported your UFC run. I still think you should. I still want to see you fight Brock Lesnar. The fact that WWE doesn't make that happen upsets me. I want right, that WWE sh- could easily put on their own they MMA could... fucking card with all these guys they got. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lashley, Lashley comes in at number 22. Yeah, uh, like, surprisingly, Lashley only lasted four minutes and three seconds. I thought Lashley was in there for, like, fucking who, who ever. Him Big E, Christian, Daniel Bryan, and Matt Riddle all together. Okay, so so they booked him pretty strong on that elimination. But, yo, yeah. when he had that stare down against uh, fucking Big E, Big e? that was beautiful. Oh. Yes, it was, I I was, when I saw that, I was like, yo, I never thought I wanted this until now. I want that for but me I, I, Give us that for I me. I want that. I want that fucking match. Uh, the Hurricane, who was just recently on AEW a few months ago, made six. He's only in there for 30, 30 seconds. He gets eliminated by Biggie and Bobby Lashley. Christian comes spot, in, at which is a callback to when he tried oh, to, to, the, again. to do Stone Cold and Triple H. H. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, um, Christian comes in at twenty four. He lasts eighteen minutes twelve seconds. Those two eliminations. It was awesome to see Christian. Christian definitely deserved the fucking crowd for his return. Um, I know. I was like, damn, what the fuck, WWE? They always got to give him the shitty treatment. Yeah, man, poor Christian. Anyways, AJ AJ comes in at twenty five. Uh, Mysterio at twenty six. Uh, Sheamus at twenty seven. Cesaro at twenty eight. Rollins comes back twenty nine. Eight minutes forty eight seconds and four eliminations. And Braun Strowman number thirty seven. Twenty four seconds and four eliminations. Um, I thought the last eight guys in this ring. Uh, I must say seven because I really I don't think highly of Braun Strowman anymore for the past few years. Um, but the last few guys, me, yeah, they they completely killed him. Dude, it's you such a... I was really hoping, and you know what's crazy? Somebody had brought it up because he came back to SmackDown to make like a thunderous return, and somebody was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the only reason this push is happening is because they mentioned him on the Rogan podcast. They mentioned... They mentioned Braun Strowman on the Rogan podcast. What, The Undertaker? Yeah, The Undertaker talks about Braun Strowman on the on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, yeah. See, I haven't listened to all of it, so... Oh, no. Yeah, see, um, he talks about it at the beginning because Joe Rogan, like, questions Undertaker on steroid use in the WWE, and they uh-huh. pick Braun Strowman, and there's like, bro, how is that guy not on steroids? And Undertaker, like, defends the wellness policy and everything. But, yeah... That so wellness policy has I wouldn't be so many flaws. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason why they're going to try to book Strowman as a monster again instead of booking him shitty. Because, again, he could be this generation's, like, next big thing, but they just, like, he was, I, he was so good in 2016, 2017. Uh, I could say 2018, but when all those losses Brooklyn to Brock. And that last man standing, I don't know if it was Roadblock. Or what pay-per-view it was. But, yo, I was so hyped because I thought they were going to give Strowman, like, a big, big push. But then it just went to nowhere. It went nowhere because of Lesnar. Like, he got, I think, you know, I remember he... Yeah, he lost fucking, to Lesnar. You're right. He need Lesnar in the face of the Rumble. Lesnar 
fucking punched the shit out of him. Lesnar beat him like three times before that. Like, and then after that, he, Braun just, he only got the belt because Roman pulled out of Mania last year. His title reign fucking sucked. He fucking, his knees look like they're shot. He's in fucking phenomenal upper body shape. I'll give him that. I think he's fucking ripped the shit. But, I mean, other than that, it's like WWE really killed this dude's momentum with, like, bad booking. So, <clears throat> Roman, uh, I'm sorry, Strowman, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm over him now. Like, I, there was a point where I was, like, like a huge fan and really wanted dude to be champion and shit like that. But, poor guy. Bad booking. Sucks. I think he can make a comeback, but I, I really hope they do it well. I'm hoping with a little bit of that taker rub on um, on that Rogan cast, then maybe, maybe Vince will look at that and be like, okay, well now we got to push him seriously, and maybe we can see that happen. I, I but think I mean, what hurt him was he turned. It was against Brock. It was against Brock. That's what hurt him. And then turning well, face. Well, no. Well, yeah. So he turned face during the the Shield match, right? They faced the Shield and. No, 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 not even the Shield match. He, fuck, what happened? What was his first face turn? Yeah, yeah, it was a Shield match. They were supposed to, it was supposed to be him, Cesaro, Sheamus, and Miz versus the Shield. But I think Roman got injured or something. He got pulled from the match, and then Angle did the match. Um, and then he turned face during that match. And then literally the year later, he wins Money in the Bank, and they turn him heel because they didn't want to turn Roman heel. And then Roman left because of cancer, and Strowman was, like, right back into a face roll the week after Roman left for cancer. Yeah, it, it's just... They did done Strowman dirty. They did him really fucking dirty, man. But now let's get to the main final thing, and you know, I just want to talk about it because... Yeah, you know, the black and white as a joke because old fuckers. But yeah, um, I like Edge. I'm a fan of Edge. Not a huge, huge fan of Edge, so maybe that's why this ending upset me. But I'm tired of seeing people who wrestled when I was a kid win the fucking Rumble match. Because I feel like it deprives... Like I look at my siblings who are watching the Rumble with me, and I'm tired of the people who won Rumble matches... Other than fucking Sheamus are people who they already know or who who came up right about the time that they were kid or young. And it just makes me feel like, oh, shit, yeah, there is this huge generational gap of WWE just couldn't make any stars of their own. And then when the Royal Rumble match, the Royal Rumble match is the epitome, in my opinion, of what the IC title is is this is your road to greatness. You get picked from obscurity, and you're going to win it. And when I heard the rumors of Edge winning, I didn't want it to be true, especially because last Rumble, you know, it was great that he returned. But in, <coughs> in that match, he looked terrible because he kept on putting his hands on his head and putting his hands on his head, and then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well, shit. I mean, that was, a, that was a selling aspect. He was doing that even, like... No, I'm just like for basically just taking bumps. He would do that to prep himself, and I was like, okay, this doesn't look good. And then when, um, and then after the greatest, supposedly the greatest match ever, 
and he gets injured doing that, I kind of felt that that should have been a sign to but, WWE. Well, no. They 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 did the match, and then they reshot it, and then they reshot it, and then they re- they did, like, so many reshoots that he ended up fucking pulling something. I I don't have an issue with Edge winning the Rumble because of the fact that he never lost the belt back in 2011. So I understand the story. The story makes sense. However, Daniel Bryan should have won. That's just that's the way I I think Daniel Bryan should have won. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns makes the most fucking sense story-wise. Edge coming back for any belt, no matter whether it's the NXT title or the WWE title, and even the Universal title. It makes sense because he never lost the belt. However, if they want to make two stories sense, you put Edge against Drew, because who the fuck thinks that Drew versus Sheamus is a WrestleMania match? It's not. It's I, not a fucking WrestleMania no, match. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't think it, it... Me, personally, I don't think Sheamus has done enough to warrant a WrestleMania World Championship match. Um... Daniel Bryan and Roman Sheamus Reigns. Sheamus did so good when he came in, and then they dropped the ball on Sheamus so hard. They really when did. He, when he, you're talking when about when he, he first in, joined the company? Yeah, when he came in, he beat John Cena in a tables match, and he had that match. As soon as he lost that match to Triple H, it went down. That mania? Hell yeah. yeah, it went downhill. It, and it's crazy, because they were telling us in the, in the build-up to that fucking match. It was, you, you're going to win or you're going to lose and fall into a pit of obscurity. And it was like... That's what happened. Sure, he's been champion a few more times, and he's touched the main event here and there, but it's and like... And then, like, now granted, I've never been a huge Daniel Bryan fan. Maybe it's, like, the old guard in me who's, like, a fan of, like, the bigger type dudes as world champion, or if not, like, the believable short guys, but I've never been, like, a huge, huge fan of Daniel Bryan. So when... uh what was it? Who did a? Was I? I had brought this up for a reason, and I just I fucking had a match in my mind, and now I forgot it, and now I'm upset. Shit. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah, there we go. I was actually okay with Daniel Bryan losing that match at Mania in 18 seconds to Sheamus. I thought it was fucking hilarious because I didn't. I thought Daniel Bryan was overrated, but. I didn't see the indie route shit. Maybe if I saw more of the indie stuff, I'd be impressed, but I really wasn't a huge fan of Daniel Bryan. So You're a Joey a- Ryan fan, aren't you? Huh? You're a Joey Ryan fan, aren't you? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Ryan is trash as a human being and as a wrestler. All right? Um, he had to make touching no. his dick a gimmick and a crime because nobody else would do it for him. <laughs> yeah, it says a lot about that guy. Uh, anyways, we've run pretty long here, so we're going to um, yeah. cut it right now. Uh, um, I think like Daniel Bryan, yeah, should have won. Other than that, I don't know what it's going to lead to at WrestleMania. I don't think Blair's going to go for the SmackDown Women's title. I think she's going to go for the Raw. Uh, I think Oscar's going to lose it. I don't know. All I know I is that... I sadly think that before I... Mania, Oscar drops the belt to Charlotte. I was just... <sighs> Charlotte, dude... Remember when the New Day got heat for that one joke that they made about Rick About Blair? Charlotte being, yeah. Yeah, and then when they're just like, because they had talked about losing the belts, and they were like, that's, when they were heels at the time, and they're just like, 
that's okay, because in a month, Charlotte will match her dad's record. <laughs> Damn. They weren't lying, because it's, it's happening. They were prophets, bro. They knew. Big E Langston is, is a street prophet before they even appeared. But no, I seriously think... I don't know what Mania's going to look up. I don't know why Edge would want to go for a title. That's the only thing with me. Is it's like Any match that he goes in, I don't see him winning the fucking title. I don't. I see him losing. So it's just like, every time there needs to be a Royal Rumble winner, I feel like it should be somebody who I don't know if they're going to win or lose. But then when I see the people who are I've just like... I see Edge winning and getting cashed in on by the Miz. This podcast is over. We're done. We're done. Thank y'all for coming out. We're fucking done. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> I'm being dead ass serious. I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> night, everybody. Y'all have a good one. I'm the HEC of the South Sibs. Y'all Bye, have a good one. everyone. Bye, everyone.